You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You can call me Bruce. Bruce Nolan is standing by. Hey, wacky Bruce. Coming to you from an undisclosed location, this is the Bruce Exclusive. And here's your host, Bruce Nolan. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome. To another edition of the Bruce Exclusive, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast, I'm your host, Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Bruce Exclusive. Welcome back. Welcome back. The NFL draft draws ever closer. And there's a couple of things I want to talk about this week in regards to draft theory and specifically the concept of needs. But real quick, some housekeeping. First off, this episode of the Bruce Exclusive is intended to be digested and consumed before you listen to the Friday, April 8th episode. If you're thinking about doing them out of order, don't do that because I'm going to explain some things today on the pod that will inform some opinions that I'm going to give you tomorrow on the pod. So it's important that they are consumed in order. The second thing, before we get started, is I want to make sure that I addressed something that came up in a couple comments that have been made to me, a couple private comments and some reviews of the Buffalo Rumblings podcast channel, specifically as it relates to Buffalo Rumblings and their foray into some YouTube and live shows. They are not replacing the podcast network. All of the shows that you listened to last year that are in podcast form are still here. Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, CTW, Believe, Buff Hub, The Bruce Exclusive, Q&A, all of those podcasts are still coming the way that podcasts have historically come on this network. Now, we are introducing additional shows like The Overreaction Pod, like The Code of Conduct, like Hump Day Hotline, Joe Miller and Jay Spence the King, do a great job with those shows. And we may broadcast those in addition to the previous shows, but not in place of the previous shows. We want to connect with Bill's Mafia however they want to connect with us. If you're a podcast listener and that's the way that you decide to digest Bill's content, we want to reach you. If you are a visual person and you want to read articles on the blog, go to buffalorumblings.com. We want to do that too. If you're a YouTuber, and you like watching YouTube, or you like doing live shows, we want to do that too. It's an and proposition, not an or proposition. Occasionally, might things cross over? Sure. 
And especially as the YouTube channel kind of got up and running, we want to make sure we're doing some crossover stuff, make sure we're cross-promoting, making sure that our blog consumers and our podcast consumers all know that there's additional mediums available in the event that they decide to consume it that way. But it's an and proposition, not an or proposition. So don't misconstrue me making sure that you're aware of those things, making sure that I'm promoting the YouTube channel because I think they do great work over there as somehow an indication that Buffalo Rumblings is changing their focus. No, no, they're adding to the focus because you might not be a video person, but there's other people out there who are just like they might be not pod people, but you're listening to this and you're a pod person. We want to reach Bill's Mafia however Bill's Mafia wants to be reached. And that's the important thing. We want to bring you content in a way and a method that you would like to consume it. So I just want to make sure that I was putting that note out there and telling you all that I really appreciate the fact that you're here with me every week. Let's get started, shall we? So a lot of the topic of conversation that comes up every year in regards to the draft revolves around needs. It's built around the idea that you might draft for need versus best player available. We've talked about this before. Best player available, straight BPA is a lie. People don't do it. If the best player available is a quarterback, the Bills aren't going to take a quarterback. It doesn't matter. Because best player available takes into account a lot of different factors. And one of those factors is need. But as the discussion around this team and specifically the player that they think might be drafted at 30 people have started to have some opinions in regards to filling a need with that pick. For a lot of the proponents who are in favor of running back at 30, well, it's the biggest need on the team. So I want to talk a little bit about needs. And specifically, I want to make the argument that more acquisitions fill needs than you think because the term need is broader than you think doesn't fill a need, you can't see me, I'm doing air quotes, doesn't fill a need, isn't as likely as you think. Because it's bigger than you think. That term is bigger than you think. I would argue that there are three types of needs. Positional needs, role needs, and intangible needs. And all of them matter. When we talk about needs, We have a tendency to only think in terms of positional needs. We need a running back. Just check that off. We need a person who plays this position. That's it. What positions do you not have enough of or what positions do you perceive there to be a lack of talent in? If you don't have enough talent or you don't have enough bodies at that spot on your roster, you will say that's a need. It's a need, Bruce. But positional needs are not the only thing that goes into the term need. I would argue role needs are probably even more important than positional needs. We've talked about this before, but I'm going to bring it up again. Positions are how you're classified. Roles are what you do. Completely different things. Big nickel. Positionless sub-package defender, that is not a position. It's a role. Because that person could be classified as a linebacker on the depth chart. They could be classified as a corner. They could be classified as a safety. 
it doesn't matter. Those positional needs, you might not see them checked off the box because that person might be labeled in one of different ways. But the role is a need. Roles are not positions. Roles are what you do. Positions are how you're classified. And this comes down to what you ask your positions to do. A deeper understanding of the team, their schemes, and the things that they like to do along with their tendencies reveals role needs instead of positional needs. What do you ask your offensive lineman to do? How often do you run zone versus how often do you run gap power? Do you run a 3-4 or a 4-3? Sure, they're linebackers, but they're vastly different roles depending on what system you run. If you have a front seven and it's an odd front, you're going to have a zero tech, a traditional nose tackle. That's a different entirely group of skills that you're looking for in a player than if you're looking for a three-tech defensive tackle. Sure, they're both classified technically as defensive tackles, but it's not the same. It's not the same at all. When the Buffalo Bills were missing a three-tech a couple years ago, and I said it was the biggest need on the team, and the Bills drafted Ed Oliver for that spot. There was lots of discussions around what specifically does this team and Sean McDermott's defense ask a three-tech defensive tackle to do? So when you say, we need a defensive tackle, you are describing a positional need. You are not describing a role need. If you say we need a one-tech, that's describing a role need. So if you think about it like a funnel, the broadest term you can use is positional need. The more narrow and more accurate term you can use is role need. This is one of the reasons why sometimes national media people get it wrong when they talk about teams, because it's not fair to ask them to have in-depth knowledge of every single team in the league and understand the inner workings of their systems. So they may not be able to speak to role needs. They may only be able to look at the roster, go, Bills feel like they're light here in talent. Let's say they need a tight end, or let's say they need a defensive tackle or a defensive end but they're not able to really enumerate what that need looks like when it's fulfilled because they don't have the role figured out. Sometimes you'll see this with mock drafts, people who do mock drafts and they pick a certain player for a certain team. And their explanation is they need a blank. Well, they need a defensive end, right? But that person's not going to play defensive end in that scheme. They play outside linebacker. This is the reason why people started using the term edge defender. That's the reason why. If you want to know why we started using the term edge defender, it's because it better describes what you're asking the player to do versus outside linebacker versus defensive end. Because in a 3-4 defense, a defensive end, a 5-tech, is asked to two-gap, which is very, very different from a role standpoint than what you ask a defensive end to do in a 4-3. So I think it's important to point out that positional needs are always going to be more general than role needs. And it's important you classify the difference between the two of them. But that's not all there is to needs. In addition to where they show up on the roster and what they do, it's what other value do they bring? 
intangible needs are a thing. Being able to balance personality types, being able to balance things in the locker room matter. Sometimes you will have teams specifically bring in acquisitions because they need leadership. That's an intangible need. Sometimes you feel that from a backup quarterback or a veteran. Sometimes you want to have a veteran in every room. Like Sean McDermott has said he likes to have a veteran in every room. That's an intangible need. That's a need too. So when you look at your roster and you say we have needs, it's not always as simple as just saying, well, we don't have enough talent at this position. That's a positional need and that's true. But more specifically, you could come up with a role need. And even more granular than that is an intangible need. What character trait and attribute are you lacking in this team or are you trying to replace? It got talked about a lot when Lorenzo Alexander and Kyle Williams retired. Who's going to step up and fill the leadership need? Sometimes that happens from internal and sometimes that needs to happen externally. We got to bring somebody else in from outside the locker room. It's the same thing with role needs. When John Brown was cut, I said, I don't know if Gabriel Davis is ready to step into being the boundary outside wide receiver two for this team. I don't know if he's ready to step into that role. But when you're building a team, it's not just, I need to plug this gap with a person who I'm classifying as this thing. It's not that simple. And it's not like this in other aspects of life too. If you are building a sales team or a computer programming team or whatever it is, you don't just say, I need to hire a salesman. It's not that simple. What do you ask your salesman to do? How is that salesman different than salesman other places? What types of specific character traits will help someone succeed in your sales team that maybe those same character traits might not succeed as much in a different sales team? What specifically do you ask your salespeople to do? Are you missing some veteran leadership on your sales team? Maybe you're missing some energy. You need to get some energy injected into your building. All of these things are needs. All of them are needs. And so when you draft a player, I would argue that whether or not they fill a need is probably a lot broader than just what position do they play. And that's why I'm okay with a lot of things that the Buffalo Bills could do at pick 30 when the draft rolls around. If they even stay there, they could trade up, they could trade down. I'm okay with a lot of different things. If they drafted a safety, I could see that. It's probably for three safety looks that will help the Bills against tight ends and hedging against decline from Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer and potentially filling a big nickel roll and potentially being the successor to either one of those safeties. So that's a role need, even if it doesn't appear at first blush to be a positional need. If the Bills draft a corner, obviously you know I'm on board with that. I've been pounding the table for more athleticism at the cornerback spot for a long time. If the Bills draft a wide receiver, I'm okay with that too. And here's the other factor that goes into that. When do you have these needs? The first thing is what type of need do you have? Positional need, role need, 
intangible need. And the second aspect is when do you have these needs? Do you have them now? Do you have them next year? Do you have them later? When you start to expand the types of needs that qualify as the word need and the time frame in which the need shows up, all of a sudden, a lot of things fill needs. I've said it before. I think there's a real chance that the Buffalo Bills need two or more new interior offensive linemen in 2022. I think there's a very real chance that the Bills need two or more wide receivers that are new in 2022. So if the Bills draft an interior offensive line player at 30, Landon Dickerson, Creed Humphrey, or if they draft a wide receiver, Terrence Marshall, Elijah Moore, then I'm going to say, okay, that fills a need. Specifically, I'm going to tell you the need. It is a role need next year. It doesn't not fill a need because it doesn't fill your perception of a positional need now because it's bigger than just that. Now, we can have a completely separate conversation about prioritization of needs, which we are going to have tomorrow. I will sit down. Once we've established all this stuff, I will try and prioritize what I think, in my opinion, the needs are for this team right now. And that includes needs in the future. As it exists right now, my projections for what the Bills needs are now and in the future and how I would rank them based on my own personal opinion. And as you're sitting down and prioritizing them, some of them are obvious. Wide receiver need now versus wide receiver need next year. What do you think is a bigger priority? The wide receiver need now, obviously. But sometimes it gets a little muddy. What about a wide receiver need next year versus a tight end need now. It gets a little foggy now. Why? Because at tight end, you have a developing player, Dawson Knox, who you're hoping will help you not need a tight end significantly. Plus, you have a wide receiver-centric offense. So when you start to compare apples to oranges... Now, all of a sudden, you have to prioritize things based on your perception of value, based on the need now versus the strength of the draft class, the role that they would be filling, how important that position is to the scheme that the team runs. All of these things matter. So when you compare apples to apples, it's easy. You need a wide receiver now or you need one in the future. Well, obviously, I need one now. That, that's more important. It's the same position in the same offense, but it's pressing. But when you start to go across positions, now it gets foggy. And that's one of the reasons why running back is so low for me. I don't perceive running back as ever being a really significant need, unless you just have absolutely no semi-competent players in the position. And all that stuff, the prioritization, is what makes draft season, and specifically the offseason, so exciting. It's because it's about roster building theory. And you guys know I have my own theories when it comes to roster building. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. 
you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So how do you prioritize them across positions? We're going to talk about that tomorrow. But how critical is the need and how critical is the time frame Add another layer to this. And critical is subjective. That word is subjective. Some people think running back is a critical need for this team. I would disagree with that. We have different opinions of the word critical. To me, how much you should worry about something is the likelihood of it happening multiplied by the impact of it happening. If it has a high likelihood of happening and the impact is really bad, then you should worry about it a lot. And a lot of care should be taken into making sure that you accommodate for it. How critical is the need and how critical is the time frame? What happens if you don't get really good leadership in your locker room ASAP? Is the thing going to melt down? Well, then all of a sudden you might be willing to askew some positional values if you think That getting some leadership in your locker room is so crazy important. And if you don't get it, it's going to collapse. Now, that's an exaggerated scenario. I know that. But what is the need? Positional, role, intangible. Multiplied by how critical it is. And then when is the need? Multiplied by how critical the time frame is. How critical is the need? How critical is the time frame? All right, we really need it right now. Like we have very, very little talent at this position. But if we don't get more talent at that position, it's not going to be the end of the world. Well, in that case, you have a technically a critical need because you really lack talent, but you don't really have a critical time frame. Because if you don't get talent, it's not like the end of the world. You're going to continue to have really bad talent there. And that's terrible. But... If you don't end up injecting talent into that spot, then it's not the biggest problem you can have. So again, let's recap. Positional need, role need, intangible need, and time. What kind of need do you have? When do you need it? And how critical is each item? So in order for something to not fill a need, now that we know all this, In order for you to say, I don't like that pick, it didn't fill a need. That means it has to meet none of the above criteria. Well, Bruce, that doesn't sound like a lot. That's my point. That's my point. It doesn't fill any need is a very, very, very hard statement to make. Very hard statement to make. It has to not fill a positional need, not fill a role need not fill an intangible need, and not fill any of them for the foreseeable future. 
it's very, very hard to make that statement about any acquisition. Because obviously, the team felt that person provided some need or they wouldn't have acquired them. So we just need to be a little bit more specific when we are criticizing something for not filling a need. If the Bills pick a running back at 30, what you will probably hear me say is, I don't think that the need filled is properly correlated with the resources expended. I acknowledge that speed. So we're going to talk about a role need, right? An explosive running back. Speed is probably a need in the running back position. I just don't think that need is all that important. I acknowledge that we don't have it in the running back room. I just don't think it's a very high priority to have it. I don't think there's a high correlation between having it and offensive success for this team. So that's what I'll say. I won't say it won't fill a need because it gives you something you didn't have before. Assuming they, assuming they go a Travis Etienne, which is the popular pick for everybody. But I just think we need to be a little bit more specific with any criticism. And so the reason why we're having this discussion now is because I think this is going to come up. Because when you have lesser amounts of perceived glaring holes, then all of a sudden, the options become very open to you. And as the options become very open to you, a lot of people have a tendency to like find their particular position and go, edge, you got to pick an edge. You have to do it. Last year, it was, you absolutely have to pick offense. You have to do it. You have to pick an offensive player. Really? You have to pick an offensive player. With, with that one pick, you are completely zoned into, you have to pick an offensive player. Yes. Okay. So that's even broader than positional need. That's I'm mad because the need wasn't on this side of the ball that I preferred. But there are more picks than just 30. Needs get filled all over the place. And every time they pick one, every time your team picks a player, there's a high likelihood they fill some sort of need. It might be a positional need. It might be a role need. It might be intangible need. And it might be next year. But it's probably some sort of need. That's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm Bruce Nolan, Buffalo Rumblings. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, 
wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.